everyone in education is overwhelmed, including your principal. Everybody is overworked right now. So we need innovators. We need people who are willing to to take risks and also disassociating the amount of hours worked with your effectiveness. Because a lot of us think that's the same thing. If you work long hours, you care about kids, you're dedicated, you must be doing a good job. If you're leaving right at three o'clock, you must just be in it for the paycheck for you don't really care. You're not really putting in the work, but that's not true. Welcome to the Teacher Goals Podcast. This is your host, Erica Terry from Healthy Wealthy Educators. And I'm so excited to collaborate with Teacher Goals to bring you a weekly show that equips educators with best practices and actionable strategies to achieve success in the classroom and foster a more connected and empowered school community. Here, we learn by engaging in honest discussions with innovative teachers, administrators, and educational leaders. Are you ready to achieve your teacher goals? Of course you are, so you're definitely in the right place. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome to the Teacher Goals Podcast. This is your host, Erica Terry from Healthy Wealthy Educators. And let me tell you, I learned so much from tonight's interview. I do not know about you, but me, I work way more than 40 hours a week, especially when I combine and think about how much time I spend working as a consultant and then working my business. And, you know, all of the hours combined, even when I was a teacher and when I was an administrator, I always worked over 40 hours a week. And I'm sure if you're listening to this right now, you probably can say that there have been weeks, maybe more than you would even like, where you had to work 50, 60 hours a week and still felt at the end of a week that you didn't get it all done. and You were, you know, taking work home, maybe even working the weekends and just still wasn't ever able to feel like everything on your plate had been complete. If that's you, if you've ever felt that way, if you're feeling stressed out, burned out, like just don't know how or what to do, then know that you are not alone because I posed this same question during the live interview, which happens every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right inside of the Teacher Ghost Facebook group. And it's also live streamed to the Teacher Ghost Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube channels. And so if you want to engage with a rock star community of educators and engage with our guests and listen to the podcast interview live, then definitely follow us there or join us in the Facebook group. But in this episode, I started it off by posing the question, how many hours are you working to our Teacher Ghost community? And I'm going to start today's episode off by letting you listen in to some of the responses that we got, as well as my full interview with Angela Watson, host of Truth for Teachers podcast. Hey there, Teacher Ghost community. Thanks for rocking with us tonight. I am interested to see if any of you are like me, where I remember when I was in the classroom, I probably never worked a 40-hour week. I certainly know as an administrator, I did not. 
And so I want to know, like, how many hours are you all putting in? Like, count up those evenings when you're taking papers home or planning lessons. Count up the weekends. Like, what is your typical uh, week look like? Roxanne, you are at the 40-hour week. You go, girl. Uh, We have Christine who says 50 to 60 hours a week. Chantel says 40 hours a week. Peter says used to work 365 days a year. Margaret says 70 plus now that she's supporting teachers and principals. Uh, Reem says 50 hours a week. And so you all are in the right place because I'm about to bring Angela Watson up and she teaches not only teachers, but instructional coaches, school leaders, no matter what your role is in education, you can implement her strategies to transition yourself to a 40-hour week. And that's what we are going to be talking about tonight. So without further delay, I'm going to go ahead and bring her back on up. <laughs> Angela, how are you? So good to be here with you. I'm so happy to be talking about this. We are so happy to have you because we have people like Molly who are working 50 hours, 60 hours, you know, working way more than 40 hours a week. So we are excited to jump into this conversation. But before you drop all of the nuggets, which I just know you're going to share with us tonight, we want to know who you are. Tell us about who you are and what do you do? Sure. So I have 11 years of classroom experience in which I did, for the most part, work a 40-hour week. A lot of the things that I teach now are things that I practiced as a classroom teacher. I've now been an instructional coach for over a decade. I taught in Prince George's County, Maryland, which is right outside of D.C., as well as Fort Lauderdale and Miami. And now I'm based out of Brooklyn. So my work now is as a teacher of teachers. I run the 40-hour teacher workweek program, which we'll be talking about, and also truthforteachers.com, which has the Truth for Teachers podcast and a writer's collective that amplifies the voice of classroom practitioners as experts in classroom instruction. So I feel honored to get to work with teachers all the time. I'm constantly listening to teachers and helping to solve their problems. And I know this is a big one. Yes, it is. (laughs) And so we are going to just get down to the truth for teachers, that name, and we're just going to get into it. So, okay, you were in the classroom. You said most of your years, you worked 40 hours, but I'm sure that there was a point that maybe you didn't. What what happened that made you say, you know what, I have to take control of this situation (laughs) And not only that, I'm going to teach other people how to do this as well. So kind of share with us your story. Sure. Everything happened very organically. I was just sharing my ideas on teacher message boards and forums, which was the thing to do in that period of time, pre-social media. And, you know, before social media was a super popular way to connect. And I was just sharing things that worked in my classroom, my systems, my processes. And I realized that there were a lot of things I was sharing that teachers weren't taught that I had to figure out the hard way. And I wanted to save other people from having to go through that struggle. So I started off writing about classroom management and moved into talking more about mindset because it doesn't matter quite as much what you do if your head's not in the right place. Mm. Your beliefs about yourself, your beliefs about your students, your beliefs about your role all play a big impact in your effectiveness. So I started talking about that And then I realized that the number one complaint I was hearing from teachers that there just didn't seem to be solutions for was 
there's just too much to do because the workloads have increased year after year. The profession is becoming more demanding. And I wanted to come up with something that would help. So I started sharing more of the ideas that I had done to help me create work-life balance. And I partnered with a team of other educators because I wanted to work with teachers who had taught grade levels that I had not taught and make sure these systems were going to work for them. So they piloted it and had great results. And in 2015, we took it worldwide, basically. And since then, we've supported 48,000 educators in taking control of their time. Wow. Did you let me you said 48,000, <laughs> right? That wow, that is amazing. And so I love what you talked about with mindset. And so let's start there before we even talk about the strategies that you can use. What is the mindset that you have to have in order to make this work? That's a big question. <laughs> and a very important <laughs> well, question. Just a little example. I think the most important thing is probably a lens of intentionality realizing that every yes is a no to something else, not accepting the status quo. This is the way we've always done it. This is the way the person before me did it. This is the way my principal said we should do it. And realizing that you have to think outside the box because everyone in education is overwhelmed, including your principal. Everybody is overworked right now. So we need innovators. We need people who are willing to to take risks. And also I would say the other core mindset is disassociating the amount of hours worked with your effectiveness. Because a lot of us think that's the same thing. If you work long hours, you care about kids, you're dedicated, you must be doing a good job. If you're leaving right at three o'clock, you must just be in it for the paycheck for you don't really care. You're not really putting in the work. But that's not true. There are awesome teachers who we saw right on here. There are awesome teachers working 40 hour weeks. And then there are also teachers who are working long hours who are really struggling. So we have to disassociate that idea that working Longer hours or working harder is better and instead really focus on what is going to make the biggest impact for kids. Give 100% in those areas, simplify, streamline, eliminate the rest. Simplify, streamline, and eliminate the rest. I think that's going to transition us right into some of these tips or tools and strategies that we can use to work 40 hours a week as an educator. For those people that are feeling overworked, stressed out. They're like so glad that it's the end of the year, but then at the end of the summer, we're back at it again. So what can they do, that person listening right now, so that next year at this time, they're not feeling like just burned out to the max? I want to say that it's important to think about what your goals are for yourself. For some teachers, they want to work only their contractual hours. And for other teachers, they just want to have a better sense of balance. So you need to identify what your own goals are going forward. The job of an educator is not designed to be completed in 40 hours a week. If you are working more, it's not because you're doing something wrong. It's not because you're bad at managing your time. It's because the job is, it requires the unpaid labor of educators. That's how the way we do school is propped up. Everybody is giving more and doing more things that are outside what they're contractually obligated to do. So in order to find a path forward for yourself, you're going to have to think about how to make the system work for you. Some teachers decide they want to set a target number of, let's say, 50 hours a week. That might be more realistic. Other people are like, I don't really care about the hours. I just want to feel like I have time for the things that matter. So getting very clear on what your goal is and what's realistic in your teaching context is essential. I love it. And so 
Let's talk about someone whose goal is like they're tonight. They came on here because they're like, I need to get to 40 hours. I cannot continue. You know, you said every yes is a no to something else. So they're feeling like I can't continue to say no to my family, no to my friends, no to, you know, having a social life because I'm always saying yes to work. What's something they can do, a strategy, a tip, like how can that person get started making this transition from 60 hours a week down to 40? So I would recommend setting a target number for your work week one week at a time because every week is different. You're not going to work the same amount of hours during parent conference week, for example, that you would during a different week. So on Sunday evenings or Monday mornings, take a look at what you have going on in your personal life as well as your work life. What are your different obligations? And decide how much of my time am I willing to dedicate to work this week? Realistically, what's going to make sense for me? Because if you're working 50 or 60 and you suddenly go down to 40, you're probably not going to have the processes in place yet and you're going to feel unprepared for the next day and behind. It's going to be very stressful. So pick a number that's realistic for you and that is going to make you still feel like you're able to do a good job and then decide how you're going to allocate those hours. So if I'm paid for 40 hours, I've decided this week I'm going to give 50. That means that's 10 extra hours outside of whatever you're contractually obligated to do. When are you going to work those hours? So maybe you'll plan, I'll stay after school on Monday, Wednesday, Friday for two hours. I'll go in early on Tuesday and Thursday for an hour and a half, or, you know, I'll work for three hours Sunday afternoon. You need to allocate those hours, put it into a calendar, schedule it out, and then have a to-do list that shows you what you're doing each day. So you're not just showing up at work and trying to just keep going until it's all done, because it's never going to be all done. That's the trap. (laughs) We just try to do as much as we can until we hit this point of exhaustion. And then we don't have enough time to recover before the next day and we go in again tired. So in this way, you're deciding if I work more than 50 hours, I'm going to be too tired to do the best possible job for kids. So therefore, I am going to work a little extra. I have to in order to get this job done well to the extent that feels possible for me right now. But I've already decided I'm going to stay late only on these days. I'm not staying late the other days. And because I know that I'm not allowed or I'm not allowing myself to work endlessly, now I'm going to be more focused because I only have these three afternoons at school, not every day until seven. I only have these three days, so I better be really focused. Maybe Monday will be my grading day, Tuesday my lesson planning, Wednesday is when I make copies. Start to create these structures, and when you have structures on the weekdays, that gives you more freedom to make different choices, be creative, to be flexible and spontaneous on your evenings and weekends. Love it. And so, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was simplify, streamline, and eliminate the rest. Was that That's correct? Yeah. Okay. So what what about that person who, you know, they find it hard saying no, like, you know, that eliminate the rest. They're like, I can't, there's no way I can just say no or not do something. Like, do you have any advice, tips for the person that just said like the yes all the time and they really struggle? with telling people no. And because of that, they have so much on their plate that they just can't possibly get it all done. There's a couple different scenarios that could be at play here. If you're having trouble telling people no because you're afraid of being judged, you're afraid of being blackballed, that's a real thing that happens. If teachers say no, they can you know, feel like there's going to be some sort of retribution at the school or the district level. 
if it comes from this need to please other people and set those standards, then it's important to really figure out what is necessary and what is something additional that you've been asked to do. So for example, if you know you are required to write your strategies for English language learners in your lesson plans, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to write out a whole paragraph for every single one. Go to your colleagues and say, how are you handling this? This is a huge demand. It's taking up a lot of time. What are, your, what are you doing? Talk with other teachers in your district. Talk with teachers in other communities, uh, like the Teacher Goals community, and say, how are you guys handling this? This is taking up so much of my time. And really work to try to find a more efficient way to still meet their requirements. So that's an example, really, of streamlining. Sometimes we assume that things have to be done a certain way because that's the way we've seen other people do it. Or maybe we just can't imagine another way. But if the issue is that you're feeling like there's something you're required to do that's just too time consuming, then see if you can brainstorm with other teachers and look for ways that are simpler. And of course, that's what the 40-hour teacher workweek program does. It just gives you tons and tons of different ideas and, you know, hacks, tips and tricks to simplify these kinds of things. That is great. And so with any good thing, anytime we try to, you know, take our time back, take control of a situation. There are challenges that are faced. So typically when people are attempting to move towards a 40-hour week, especially those people that have been working, you know, 50, 60 hours, what are some challenges that they face and what can they do to overcome it? I think one of the most common ones is that things just don't go as planned. A lot of times we underestimate how long things will take. So we think, oh, I can knock out this, you know, this assignment in an hour. That's no problem. And then it takes two hours mm-hmm. or things get added to your list that you didn't think you were going to have to do. Suddenly there's an email that comes in and says, hey, we need all of these forms. Or there's a parent who is going to need a very lengthy reply to a concern that they have. So what ends up happening is we end up working on what's right in front of us instead of what's most important. And that's why having that to-do list is mm-hmm. essential, because if you've already mapped out, OK, I'm working nine hours today. Here are my tasks for the morning. Here's my tasks for the afternoon. Here's my tasks for the evenings. And then you get this email that adds something else. You don't just immediately jump to the email. You're able to weigh that against your other priorities and say, wait a second. One of the things I was supposed to be doing right now is planning my lesson for tomorrow. So which one should I do here? And maybe that means that that email gets a shorter reply than what you would do. That's an example of simplifying your task. Maybe you decide, you know what, I was going to My lesson planning was supposed to be finding this new activity. I was going to do something new with the students tomorrow. But you know what? Now I have this other responsibility. So I'm going to eliminate that task. I'm just going to cross it off. Maybe I'll have time next week to try that activity. Maybe next year, maybe never. But I have a finite amount of time. I cannot keep working until it's all done. And now I have this more urgent task. So I'm going to have to reanalyze my priorities and shift things around. So one of the things that I try to help teachers understand is that the goal is not to have a perfect to-do list where you know exactly what you're going to do and check off every little thing. And at the end of the day, you're like, I'm done. Because days just don't work like that. They really don't, even on the weekends when you have control of your time, (laughs) things just don't happen like that. The goal of a truly productive person is to be able to constantly reanalyze your priorities. So you want to be able to say this other thing came up or I'm just really tired or I'm not feeling well or, you know, something else is happening. And now I need to be able to shift my priorities around. That's success. It's not getting through the whole to-do list. It's feeling like I gave my time to the best possible things that I could do. I figured out what was most important and I did those things. Even if I didn't do everything, I did what's most important. 
I love that teacher goal you just gave us to really evaluate our task and prioritize them based on importance and not panic every time an email comes through or every time, you know, someone makes a request. Instead, really measuring it against the list, against the priorities that we've established and then making the best decision. That is great. And so last but certainly not least, tomorrow. Today is Thursday. So yes, tomorrow, Friday. What (laughs) is something, one action that someone that wants to move towards a 40-hour week, educator, any position, what's one action that they can implement tomorrow? I would say set your target number of work hours. In other words, decide in advance how much you're going to work. And you may want to just try that. If you're listening to this tonight, try it just for Friday. And then when Sunday night comes, try it for the next week. And just notice, notice, you know, what your challenges are. Notice if you're working a lot more than you thought. A lot of people actually have no idea how much they're working. They're not keeping track and they're kind of scared to find out. So see if you can kind of get real with yourself you know, and just notice because when you have that information, then you can decide what, if anything, needs to change. So experiment with that and experiment with setting a target number over the summer, too, because it's not like teachers are sipping margaritas by the poolside all summer. you got PD, you got other jobs. There's a lot of stuff happening in the summertime. And a lot of teachers do prep work for the new school year on their own time. So decide, okay, I'm going to go into my classroom. I'm going to set up early or I'm going to go in and organize some things. How much time can I realistically allot to that? I don't want to feel like I spent my whole summer working on lesson plans. So let me decide. I would feel comfortable spending, let's say, three hours, you know, revamping these units or something like that. Mark it on your calendar when you're going to do it. If something comes up and you can't do it that day, okay, move it to another time. But try to stick to that amount that you allotted. Whatever gets done, gets done. If it doesn't, then simplify, streamline, eliminate, and really just try to stay focused. So that would be my goal is to bring your awareness to how much you're working and try to think about how you're allocating your hour so that you're not just, you know, going and going and going and feeling like you've never done enough. Because that is just so demoralizing. And teachers don't need anything else making them feel demoralized. Not at all, because they are valued and working hard. And we appreciate you. We appreciate all that you're doing. And so if people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? So the easiest place to go is truthforteachers.com. You'll find my podcast there, which is called Angela Watson's Truth for Teachers. All of our articles, my courses, you can find information about the 40-hour teacher work week there as well. So truthforteachers.com is the best place. And I want to say thank you. I have learned so much tonight and not just prioritizing and reducing my workload at work, but just even thinking about my business, thinking about my personal life. Like these strategies can apply in so many places in your life. So I want to say thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into the Teacher Goals Podcast. Here are three ways that you can engage with us and join an amazing community of educators. First, subscribe to the show in whatever platform you're tuning in on. Second, be sure to follow us and join the Teacher Goals Connected School Communities Facebook group so that you never miss our live recordings and the opportunity to engage in a live Q&A with our weekly guests. Last but certainly not least, 
I'd love to hear your favorite tip from today's show. Leave a review or snap a pic and create a post tagging at Teacher Goals and me at Healthy Wealthy Educators so that we can check out all of the great things that you're doing to achieve your teacher goals. Teacher Goals and Teacher Heart Out is sponsoring a 2023 Bahamas cruise open to all educators. Guests such as spouses, family, and friends are also welcome to attend. There is an amazing lineup of speakers, and you can book your PD at sea now by putting down a $200 deposit. Attend the Sail Away Party Thursday, July 6th in Port Canaveral at 6 p.m. in preparation for Cruising Friday. You will return Monday, July 10th at 8 a.m. Scan the QR code now to sign up. You don't want to miss it.